Welcome back to the Home Tour Podcast. You see us all in person today. You know, I mean, look, look at this. We've stepped it up, guys. It's next level. That's I'm right. impressed. I really am. I'm still financing this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this way you'll be able to do it in video form as well as audio. So this watch us on YouTube, Facebook, whatever, Apple Podcasts. We're actually we're out there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify iHeartRadio, whatever Amazon. your mama listens to. Yeah, <laughs> like we got them all. all. <laughs> we got them all, people. We got them all. Yeah, we're on Google Podcasts. Ramsey. That's right. We're coming for your number two spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're on Google Podcasts right now, too, but uh, Google Podcasts will be going away soon, and I'll be flipping over to YouTube from there. So we'll keep you guys oh, yeah. in touch and like in the in the know with what's going on in the techie world. But um, we're just going to kick it off. of YouTube. Yeah, yeah, talk about exactly. YouTube. That's right. Video format. Hello. Yep. Yep. So we, so we, we got all the launching. things coming at you guys. That's right. Yep. We will be launching our YouTube channel here shortly and all the things. Just stay tuned. Still kind of working out a couple of the kinks here and there, but you guys have been awesome. So yeah. Thanks for hanging in there with us. This is new for all of us. It's new for all of us. <laughs> Very new. Um, and as you can tell, Megan's not with us today. She's taking care of a family matter, but she'll be with mm -hmm. us for our next episode. So y'all just keep her in thoughts and prayers. And um, but yeah, at the top of the show, we're just gonna kick it off. What's everybody been up to this week? Kind of getting through the holiday seasons finally, and now we're here towards almost February. Mm -hmm. So Peyton, yeah. how's life been? Um, garbage. <laughs> 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 garbage okay life great really winning actually like um we've hit a lot of like life milestones personally um you know my husband graduated from nurse practitioner school hey. that was a long time coming and then he passed yep. his boards which that was great and yesterday he accepted his first nurse practitioner job Ooh. so i feel like adulting has arrived um, that's right that's right. Yeah. But I will say this week has been exceptionally difficult work-wise. Um, now, yesterday was a full moon. So I'm going to blame it on that. Um, but I just, I feel like everybody woke up and cho was choosing violence this week. And, mm -hmm. and that's okay. So that's, <laughs> that's where we've been. Violence mode, right? <laughs> right. As long as we can all stay on the same mode, because I can't deal if you were expecting me to be on not violence mode, but you That's show up right. on violence mode. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. Yes. Mm -hmm. But other than that, what about y'all? Christian, you take it first, man. <laughs> Should I just talk about this week or the past <laughs> days that have been uh, nerve-wracking? Fill us in on life. Fill us in on life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Look, life, I mean, at home has been it's been great. I mean, I have my two boys they are they're awesome. They they're driving me nuts every single day, but I love it. I think I'm going to miss it once I kick them out tomorrow. But it's uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be great as well for me. Hopefully I will look younger. Uh, but besides that, the industry, the industry has been crazy. And not just the industry, just down the road, these people road raging all the time. I'm like, what's your deal? It's like, market rates are too high. I was like, that's not my fault. How do you even know I'm a loan officer? It's it. literally like, that's just what people are just yelling all the time. Yeah. Like, exactly. rates. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Literally. I cannot afford gas or my <laughs> rent. 
I was like, mm, mm, I drive a Tesla. <laughs> I drive a Tesla, exactly. Yeah, that's why they're yelling at you. Yeah, well, I have a flat rate with Georgia Power, so it's like, it's like I don't care how much I drive, I don't spend a cent on that. So it's like I'm adulting, you know, as well. But did you yeah. see the news article about how Teslas weren't really charging the I, last couple of weeks? Did you have any I, of those kind of issues? No, I didn't have any issues. Like, if I have any issues, I don't really want to talk about that. It's like adding up. <laughs> but the industry has that. been yeah the industry has been crazy i mean i don't really understand it's like there is like something specific i want to talk about and i want to ask you guys uh yep. you know later on because like we are supposed to be like people that are advising and you know helping other people and all of this comes with honesty you know and mm-hmm. honesty is just not to to your borrower or to the seller is to everybody. I mean, we're all yes. king. Don't we all have the same um, final line? You know, it's like we all have mm-hmm. that goal. So it's yep. just like, it's frustrating. But mm-hmm. let my frustration go later. I'll build up the rage a little bit. <laughs> That's okay, right. Good. What about you, Tyler? Oh, man. So this week has been pretty fun. The last couple of weeks I've been... About 10 shoots a week. Uh, I try to do, my goal is to have 25 shoots a month. That way that covers my basics. That way, you know, food, bread, all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so, um, but th- this last week I had um, between Monday to Wednesday of this week, I should say, I had 12 and I was supposed to do a couple yesterday and then it rained. And then today mm-hmm. I was supposed to do one or two and it rained. <laughs> and so it's like, mm-hmm. you constantly have to go in and out. And so. That's so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. For what I do, like condition wise, you know, I can come in and do the inside of the house without any issues. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's overcast. I can fix all that. But whenever I'm trying to do exterior stuff, that's where the weather really can affect things. And so that's the one, that's the one hard part of our job. Cause as soon as like one cancels, then you have to figure out how to reschedule and then it's like, oh, but I already has to schedule that day. So it's just constant, like, this is all about communicating with, like, everybody involved. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. yeah. outside of that, too, but, like, I'm also a travel agent. So having to book everybody's, like, vacation stuff. And so that's fun. I've learned a lot this week about uh, a new cruise line that I've never heard of before until it's, like, is an it adult-only thing. <laughs> no, it's no Titanic. <laughs> Thank goodness. But uh, it's... <laughs> The it's a Virgin Voyages. It's an adult only cruise, so that one's pretty fun. Virgin. So learning, yep, learning, learning a Sign little bit about me them. up. I'm ready. That's right. No kids allowed on that ship. Let me tell you. I'm down. That's right. That's right. So outside of that, but like, man, I'm so pumped. My kids in theater over here in Tyrone and Legacy Theater. I just got nothing but props from them. Like her self confidence from the start of the school year till now, it's just grown so much. I love and, that. Uh, and this summer they're doing Annie. So nice. after after Christmas break, as we're driving home from our cruise, she goes, "I want to be Annie," and I was like, "Honey." you're not ready and she was like no dad mm-hmm. i'm gonna audition and i'm going to be annie and i was like you've done two musicals so far i was like you know like let's start let's start small like maybe you could be an orphan in the choir like in the <laughs> background and she was like no dad 
I want to try for Annie. And I was like, you know, like a couple of months ago, she wouldn't have said that. But like, man, now she's like, run with it. Do do you, girl? I'm so That's freaking right. proud of her. So it's That's like, awesome. It's just been What's the age limit for that? Uh, starting at seven. Um, but I don't, I think it's like 18. I don't know 100%. So. I just, just missed it, Christian. Mm. Just yeah. missed it, man. Just you, missed your ca- you missed your calling. <laughs> yep. So, but um, but this week we got three topics for you guys. First one, we're going to kind of cover just why communication is important among everybody involved, not just between agent to agent, but like everybody involved. Um, from there, we're going to kind of move into why, um, like the steps to list your house to sell a property like what does that look like and then we're going to wrap it up with my my craziness and like what i do come in and do so let's kick it off why is communication important um your sanity let's start there um okay when we're talking about okay here's here's what a lot of people i feel like don't take seriously enough When you are in a real estate transaction and you make an offer on a house, that is a legal contract. That is a legal document um, that has contingencies and all kinds of things that you are agreeing to. And if the communication doesn't start there with your agent explaining to you what you're signing, what it means, that is just the beginning of a very long and awful road for literally everyone who ends up being involved in that transaction. <laughs> 100. So 100%. Um, the other side of it too is I deal with this all the time, and I'm sure Christian does too, and Tyler, you probably do as well, which is ridiculous. But people not answering their phone, um, and not just clients. Like I'm talking about if we're working together and you know, the lender doesn't answer their phone or their email or, you know, the other agent doesn't answer their phone or their email (laughs) or their voicemails full. So like every single time you go to contact them, um, can we go ahead and say, if you don't have a voicemail set up at this point, it is 2024. Like, Get out of here. Set up a voicemail. Mm -hmm. Set up a voicemail so we can leave a message. Right. If your or if your voicemail is the bot just reading me the number that I just dialed, what are you doing? Get (laughs) out. Please stop. Um, but the worst truly is when it's like it goes through the whole thing and then it's like, sorry, this voicemail's full. Bye. (laughs) So it's just yep the worst to not have people who are communicating. Um, But I will say everyone has different communication styles and understanding that going into literally anything in your life is only going to be a positive for you. So making sure that you're open to whatever someone else's communication style looks like. I know agents lose their mind with me sometimes because when I'm in the office and when I'm working to the strict schedule that I've set for myself, my phone's on do not disturb. Yep. I think we may have talked about this before. There's nothing in real estate that is a true emergency. So like mm-hmm. the two and a half hours that I have my phone on do not disturb. Am I going to get back to you? hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm never going to be the person that's like, 
oh, I just forgot to, I mean, I forget a lot of things in my life, but typically it's not that. <laughs> it's so true, but it's not the, that's not my priority right that second. Um, and so what I always have to remind people is like your emergency is not my emergency, but I promise that what, whatever you are concerned about, we're going to get to, um, and establishing boundaries. Mm, that is a tough lesson mm. to learn, but it yes. is very powerful to be able to utilize correctly, um, sure. in your life and in your business. So communication truly is kind of the glue that holds everything together um but just having a good attitude about it from the beginning like when people don't i'm just like mm, this is buckle up yeah because <laughs> this is only the beginning <laughs> yeah, so i love what you said there like you've got to set boundaries so what does that part look like if you're working with somebody new like do you go hey like i'm available between these hours like what does that look like because i can, yeah. I can I'll, I'll tell you what it looks like for me but I, like yeah, it's, I mean, it's different for every person, right? But like, for me, typically, the people who are choosing to reach out to me or work with me, kind of already have a feel of how I work and how I do business. So mm -hmm. it's not surprising to them when I'm like, hey, when I'm at home, I'm at home. Like when I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing, like, in the mornings, when I'm doing specific tasks for my job, you know, if you give me a call or if you shoot me an email and I don't get back to you for a few hours, like don't panic. I promise I'm going to get back to you. Um, the builders that I work with, they give me shit all the time. Sorry, we're starting with the explicits, but <laughs> <laughs> they give me shit all the time about it because, and they think it's hilarious because literally probably of, I don't even know how many months we've worked together, but like of all the months we've worked together, if they call me 99% of the time, it's going to voicemail. I always call them back. But like, mm -hmm. it just is what it is. So yep. I'm, I'm very clear with everyone in my life. Um, you know, I have the people, I'm an iPhone user, I'm not judging other people, but I'm just saying, I but we are. <laughs> so, you know, I have, I have the people <clears throat> in my life that need immediate access to me in that favorites list. So it doesn't matter mm -hmm. what's going on on my phone or where I am. They can access me anytime, but um, you know, my clients don't go on that list. Um, my kids go on that list. My husband goes on that yep. list. Um, yep, you know, that, that kind of thing. So that's, that's kind of like the first step is making sure everybody understands, like, I am mm -hmm. not here to make you feel like I'm not that you're not heard. I'm always here to listen or and help and do whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm also very clear with my clients that my phone goes on do not disturb at eight o'clock every night. Um, and unless there is serious true emergency and i will say that's only happened twice in my business ever one being um the listing that i had was burning to the ground and the fire department needed oh. to talk to me um that is a true emergency Bingo, <laughs> um you know <laughs> versus versus oh my god i just saw this house on zillow and i need to know everything about it right this second not emergency not an emergency. We can get to that no. tomorrow morning when I check my Bingo. my email. Um, so I just try to be super clear with everybody up front so that their expectations are the same as my expectations and nobody feels some kind of way going into anything. Yeah. For me too, like I work with a bunch of people. So 
I have a set schedule that I will respond to first thing in the morning. If you contact me after about eight eight thirty at nighttime, like you got to wait till the next day. But like for new people that contact me, this is the thing that kills me about agents. I will get a re- I'll get a message and it'll be like, hey, I've got this new listing. I need a shot ASAP. Like, okay, like this is what my schedule looks like, and then. It'll be like 15 minutes and I'll respond back. And they're all like, oh, I've already contacted another photographer because you took too long. I'm like, mm-hmm. hang on. <laughs> like, give somebody mm-hmm. a common courtesy first to go, like, let me at least wait an hour or two. If it's during the working hours, like, give me, let me get a little bit of time. So, like, as soon as I see that kind of response, I already know you it's not the bullet. That and I don't want to work with you in the future because I already can tell this is going to be one of those kind of situations. Mm -hmm. And so that level of communication also sends up red flags. So if you got to, if you're working with an agent, with a client, whatever, and they start sending you messages back to back to back and like, you're like, oh, I got to give them a little bit of time to respond, to think through, give them that time, like give them that common courtesy. And so like, Mm That's the one thing personally, like coming from education, there's just so much of this instant gratification that kids have now that makes it harder as they grow up to get out of that mindset. And so like kind of getting back to the roots of like, give people 24 hours, <laughs> like give them a little bit of time. So like this, that like, it's like common courtesy kind of stuff that I think we need to bring back into the industry. So yes, absolutely. What about you, Christian? <laughs> Communication is super important. And like, just like you said, there is different kind of communication. And the one that I dislike the most is besides when it doesn't happen is when it does happen and it's not real. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's so frustrating. I was just telling you guys, um, we're actually going through a deal that got pushed so many times because we're not getting the whole truth. It's like, mm-hmm. we are uh the sales agent is just giving us false information and we find out and then we face the agent and we say look this information is not true mm-hmm. and then the agent will be like oh but we'll do it today it's like but yeah, but last week you told me this and now we're pushing this one week two weeks we are 30 days out mm-hmm. from our original contract and we keep pushing this thing and i'm like i'm i feel frustrated because one it's like first you're lying to my face, and then there is like, and there is a, uh, I mean, the real estate agents and myself, we have to be ethical. I mean, like, mm-hmm. we have to tell you the truth. Doesn't matter what it is, you know. Just get us mm-hmm. ready for what's about to happen. But also, it uh, it will uh, not only like cause me to be frustrated, but it will also cost money to our borrower, cost money to your seller. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, it just affects everybody. Everybody. And, and I'm like, why can we just tell the truth? It's like, right. It, sometimes it's not nice, but at least it's the truth. You know, it's like we don't have to find out in a different way and be like so disappointed that you, we are not going to refer you to anybody. Like, I have a very bad image about your work ethic. I mm-hmm. don't trust you anymore. Whatever you say, mm-hmm. I'm going to triple check with everybody else before mm-hmm. I actually agree with something, you Bingo. know? And I mean, that's the kind of communication I, I really dislike. And we're in the middle of the process. Hopefully when this is live, we're already close on this property mm-hmm. because it was supposed to be 30 days. We're at 60. We're actually at eight, 72 days now on the contract. 
the oh borrower gosh. doesn't want to give this house away because they just had a baby. They have nowhere else to go. They don't want to start a process again. And, and the seller is desperate to sell. But we have this person in the middle took 30 days of vacation to a different country and don't answer the phone. Attorneys are not answering the phone. Attorneys, please. I mean, I never worked with this firm before. The ones that we work with, they're excellent. People, mm-hmm. Local people mm-hmm. are the best people to work with. Yeah. Think go online, try to find somebody that is super cheap. Nope. It's it just, will cost it's you in the, the end. It, mm-hmm. it is costing us right now so much. I called this firm so many times since last week. Yep. And then yesterday I was super fed up. I was like, I call and I said, you guys are representing us. I need a call back right now. Mm-hmm. And then I got, a, I got a phone call back and... You know, you they're like, oh, we didn't know. It's like, what do you mean you didn't know? You're you're, exactly. you're like you're right there. Right. You're supposed to know. You're supposed to let me. Uh, know. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, I that, can't. Uh, I can't. In a couple of weeks, I can't wait to talk more about that because a lot of people don't understand. You know, we're in Georgia, and in mm-hmm. Georgia, we're a we're an attorney state. So, mm-hmm. you know, we close with closing attorneys. So a lot of people who are moving to Georgia or aren't familiar with how real estate and stuff works in Georgia. They're like, oh my gosh, why are why are attorneys getting involved? I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Because most states are title states where they just go to a title mm-hmm. office, sign the you know, sign some documents, notarize stuff, and move on. And then Georgia doesn't work like that. So um yeah, it is imperative to make sure that you are working with a really good closing attorney who yeah. communicates. Yeah, I never had this issue. It's like, I'm not an impatient person. I have two kids and they're not, I mean, they're not beat up. So that means that I kind of have some certain level of patience. Somewhere, you know? somewhere. Yeah, in there. It's yeah. a virtue. So if, you know, if I send an email, look, I'm not expecting for you to email me back like in the next 30 seconds and I'm not, I'm not going to bug you. But if I don't hear from you in 24 hours, I might send another email. Hey, did you get my email? You know, just making sure maybe they didn't get it. Maybe I sent it to the wrong address. Could be my fault, but I'm not going to blame you for that. And a 24 hour turnaround for a follow-up, perfectly fine. Like Mm -hmm. perfectly, but you know, but when it comes down to like Tyler, what you were talking about of like the, Oh, well it's been 15 minutes and I already found somebody else. there's nothing about that that sounds or feels professional to me um, when people act in that way of desperation of needing something right this second their whole world is going to end if they don't get somebody booked in the next five seconds Mm -hmm. Um, but then also if you weren't busy enough and you immediately answered your phone and you immediately had availability that is also a red flag to me. <laughs> yep. So, I don't know. I just, True. I just try to have, I really do. And this is something that you just learn with time in this industry. There's so many lessons. This industry is just very unique, but mm-hmm. um, there's so many things that you have to pay attention to and be very hyper aware of because you're dealing with so many different kinds of people and so many different personality styles and communication styles because mm-hmm. you know it's not just an agent and an agent there's there could be 20 plus people yeah. involved and in, you know in a transaction from beginning to end 
So, and then if it's a referral from out of state, then they're they're constantly going to be bombarding you with questions. Yes. <laughs> so it's yes. like, yep, yep. So just just a whole bunch of stuff. But like, I love the fact that whenever we start using local people, we know we're going to get a better product in the end as well. So yeah. every time, um, I'm not going to name big corporation names, but Especially there's big. <laughs> <laughs> there's big corporation <laughs> names that will also be like, Hey, we'll send out a photographer to photograph, blah, 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 blah. And then those people that normally will use me, they'll start using these big box companies. And then it's a lower quality product in my opinion. And then it's just one of those, like, it's just a cascading effect. And so they don't get as much eyes on it. And then like, once I shoot a house, I start posting and talk about it everywhere. And so my network of people I work with will start seeing eyes on them. So it's just it's like it just cascades, in my opinion, like from the start of something when we don't start using local. So it's mm-hmm. like just 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 like go to your farmer markets, go to your small, like go to your local like coffee shops, just do local talk to period. People. Just, just like go talk local to period. People. Exactly. Yeah. Literally yeah, on them. every level of life. Just talk to people, meet people, get out in your community, get connected with other people that are living in the same area as you. It's, you know, I had earlier this morning, a girl that I'm friends with on Facebook and we've never met, but she found my information and she was like, Hey, I just love following you. And, um, can we have, can we go get coffee sometime? And I was like, sure. Sure. because that's what this entire industry is about. It's just getting to know people yeah. and All getting, day. you know, getting on their level and it mm-hmm. being a personal transaction, not just another number. Yeah, um, bingo. So I don't know. And I think that that's what makes us specifically in this group, our little dream team, very unique because mm-hmm. we all agree. We all run our business with those philosophies. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And I love it too, because even though we all think and run our businesses the same, it attracts completely different people. So like if you were to bring each of our databases into the room, there would probably be a very small amount of overlap, like Mm -hmm. with the amount of people that we work because we just attract different kinds of people. And so when you're able to utilize for me as an agent, Tyler's database to reach a whole nother group of people for my listing. Mm-hmm. that's worth every penny than just having a big box option. Bingo. So. And then once you bring in, then you bring in Christian and Megan and their team. This is, mm-hmm. it just compounds. Cause you're like, okay, local, if I have any problems, I can just zip over to the office, whatever, yep. take care of it. Yeah. So yep. it's just, the, the smaller you can make it, the better it's going to be in the end, in my opinion. Absolutely. And I feel like in the lending side, too. A lot of people are like, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to use my credit union or I'm just going to use my bank or whatever. And I always let people do your due diligence, like mm-hmm. figure that out. I'm never going to be somebody that's like, oh, no, girl, go. You got to apply here. We're going to do this. Yep. Like, I'm never going to make people feel forced one way or the other. Like, you've got options and you you legally yeah, have a time frame to shop around. Right. Bingo. Bingo. But I'm but I am quick to say I would love at the same time that you're applying with your credit union, if you'd also apply with these people because they're local and Mm -hmm. they're Mm going to pick up the phone faster, you know, they're going to, 
have probably way more programs to choose from for people who may need different types of assistance or, you know, any kinds of things. Like there's just so many people get very locked in on, well, I've banked with them my whole life. Why would I do anything (laughs) else? And I'm like, right. But you could also be leaving money on the table just because you want to work with a name that's familiar to you. Um, And I will say some of my worst transactions are are with the big banks and Mm -hmm. you know the ones that you may have a a local person who takes your application and then the second you hit submit and you've provided you know initial documentation you're off into the database system and somebody in another state picks up the file right and starts working it and then all of a sudden there's 17 people involved in this. And now I've got to remember to put all these different people on the email thread, but they're not communicating it. Like it's, I'm going to get hives. Like (laughs) it's just, is it impossible to get through? No, but are there better ways every time? Absolutely. So, or, you know, at least look into it, but you have options. I wish people would just know that. I know. It's like one of the things, though, that I I really don't blame like buyers much because they don't do this every day. You know, they buy a house every 10, 15 Mm -hmm. years, 20 years. But we do it. So please Mm -hmm. take our advice. You know, Mm -hmm. this is like (laughs) we deal with it and then we literally pull our hair like every single time something can be avoided, you Mm -hmm. know. And then you just don't listen. But hey, you have options. You can still go and choose whatever makes you feel most comfortable. That's what I tell everybody. It's like, look, I may not offer you the lowest rate from anybody else here because I don't know what the rates are. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to tell you I'm the lowest in town, mm-hmm. but I'm competitive. And when you meet me, if you don't like me, like I'm not going to I'm not going to force you, even though if I make the loan for free, I want you to be comfortable. This is a very big big transaction you know and you have to feel like you know everything you need to know not everything because i have some borrowers that <laughs> will ask me for the fine print and it's like i don't know dude. it's like i read the documents but i read the important parts you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you ask me i will find out for you mm-hmm. bingo yeah. uh and communication i have to say that i had a, a transaction not long ago and the closing coordinator from this agent um is actually uh keller williams here in picture city i don't remember the lady's name she was on top of everything i will send an email and she will reply back and she will ask me a question i will answer the question right back because i felt so engaged with her emails mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, holy moly. Yeah, you know what? You know, this is going on. And she's asking the right question. She's not asking too much. She's asking the right questions. And then we're like getting everything done. We close early. She kept asking something. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about this. You know, instead of me doing it three hours later, I'm going to do it right now from my phone. Mm. So we close early. I mean, it was a very, very nice transaction. And I have to I have to talk about a, a, a specific lady um, she works for an insurance company. Uh, this is Allstate. Her name is Sharon Fenn. Whenever I send an email, I wake up at one in the morning. I'm going to t- to drink a glass of water. And I'm like, let me ask Sharon something. <laughs> <laughs> and then she will reply back within seconds. And she's like, I'm getting ready for work. 
And it was like, oh, you need a quote? No worries. I'll send it to you in two minutes. And then in two minutes later, the quote is there. And I'm like, holy moly, this lady never sleeps. Like, it scares me, but I'm happy. <laughs> and Sharon Fenn, That's awesome. Yeah. And then she's local, you know, and right. that's the importance of having local people. I'm meeting some amazing people around and then they just text me, hey, what's going on? You know, you need help with something. You know, everybody's looking for business. And this is like, just like you said, it's about context, meeting people. And then I will never know I will need somebody, uh, you know, that I, I'll, how do I say this? Maybe one day I wake up and I have this issue that I wasn't thinking about dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, like the other day, last year I opened my garage and I saw the garage started to close when I was sleeping and it stopped halfway and it went sideways. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yep. who do I call? Who do I call? Yeah. I, I call every single company like they were in Atlanta and they're like, oh man, just to put it back in the truck, it's going to be like a thousand dollars. And I'm more for this, this and that. And I'm like, holy moly, I don't have that right now. (laughs) So then I call one of my friends who is a real estate agent. It's like, who else has more contacts than them? And then they deal with this, obviously. So I call them, I call my friend and she's like, I'll send you a number. Somebody that is local. The guy showed up in 45 minutes. Like, I don't know where he was, but showed up in 45 minutes, fixed the whole thing. It was like not even close to what I was quoted before. Mm-hmm. The guy was honest. He he was very well known in the community. I just didn't know him because I never needed him. But now I have his number saved. And then if somebody asks, I will say, you know, this guy is awesome. Yeah. So that He's was fair. also an episode three about why vendor relationships matter. Oh, <laughs> so- yes. Always Sorry. lean into those vendor relationships. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's the truth. Um, okay. So like moving into next topic, it's a nice bridge into it. You said use someone local during your transaction processes. So I've, I've contacted someone about a tr- selling a house, buying a house, and then they need to repair their credit. So like, what's, what does that part look like in the process of, of a transaction? So like my own process is we have the ability to do a soft pull on on people's credit. So for us, it means that we'll take a look at your full report. Probably some information won't be accurate or right away updated, but at least we know what we're dealing with. Because I will ask you, hey, what do you think your credit score is? It's like, oh, my credit, my credit score is perfect. So I had no doubt, you know, like, but there are some people that say, I don't know, one, two. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, we know. What's the range? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we need to take a look at your credit um, and see what we can do. And I found situations where, you know, somebody has a credit score, let's say of 650. Great. You qualify for every single program, but I see an opportunity here to raise your score. I don't know. 40, 50 points. And we have a software uh, called the What If and another one called the Wayfinder. And it's not what I say. It's, there are companies that make recommendations. And then if you do 
you follow these steps and you send us the right information, we can start a re-scoring process. And the re-scoring process takes about five business days as long as we have all the proper documentation. So one of the things that, one of the steps could be, hey, you have a credit card with Capital One and you know it's a $500 credit card, but you're using 50% of it. So your balance is 250. If you pay $100 in this credit card, your credit score could go up 50 points. And I've seen this happening, especially with younger borrowers, because mm-hmm. they don't have a strong credit history just yet. That is small account and that is small of a difference can make a huge difference on your score. And then in five business days, we have your new score, you're a 700 and your rate just dropped or you're not spending as much money on points for a very mm-hmm. aggressive rate. And at the end of the day, they save money. But if I see something that I I cannot say anything, like I see collections, I see late payments or stuff like that. I mean, I don't, I'm not a credit expert. I have to rely on somebody else mm-hmm. and say, hey, you really have to talk to somebody because I cannot help you here. Mm-hmm. I can only see the easiest stuff because we're not a credit repair company, but mm-hmm. I'm here to help you out if there is something that we can do to make this transaction easier, save you the most amount of money. And, you know, so you also feel like you're you're comfortable with the situation because my job at the end of the day is save you the most amount of money and mm-hmm. just advise you. You know, I love anybody it. can do my job originally alone, but is everybody looking out for your best interest? Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that kind of all feeds back into the communication side of things because, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody treats this the way that we're supposed to. Like mm-hmm. you had mentioned earlier, like we are ethically bound to treat everyone yeah. and Bingo. the situations the same way and the right way, the way golden rule, treat everyone the way that you would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And Bingo. it's just... I find myself in this position and realtors have asked me this before and been like, because I I will be the first one to tell you if I chat with you about, you know, if you're wanting to buy or sell or what your situation is. And if I feel like it's not the best financial option for you and you don't really have to do it, you were just kind of looking into it. I'm going to be Mm -hmm. the first one to tell you that it's probably not a good idea right now. Mm -hmm. Bingo. And other agents are like, why would you ever do that? That was, that's business that you're turning down. I'm like, because that's not what is in their best interest. And what's in their best interest is my business. So, you know, maybe it is going to be in their best interest in two more years. Maybe Mm -hmm. when their kids are done with the school year, we can reevaluate and see if that would be a better financial decision Mm -hmm. for them. Um, There's just so many things that, people just skip over because a lot of people get into this industry wanting that instant gratification. Um, they want the instant, put a sign in the yard, get the, mm-hmm. get the house sold, get a check. You know, they want, they want that. And that's not what this industry is. There mm-hmm. are plenty of people who play the game that way, but oh yes, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that the four of us are not those people. So. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I turned so many deals down because I didn't think it was ethic, you know. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. wanted to do a refinance just to pay a credit card. I was like, dude, that's gonna that's gonna haunt you forever because you have a mm-hmm. 2.99% interest rate right now and this amount. And then you're gonna pay a credit card that is this small and then just change the whole term on your loan. You know, it's like I if you wanna do it, great, but I don't advise it. Right. You know? 
and he didn't like it. He went somebody else and somebody else said, yeah, I'll do it. They did it. And now he's struggling because his payments went up like $1,500 mm -hmm. a month. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there's most other options. Mm -hmm. There's just too many options now for people to try to fix something fast. Like, especially yeah. like with our industry, I feel like it's like, what can we do in the next 20 minutes to make a deal happen? And so versus like, what's the, what's the long-term effects of what's, what could happen. And so I think that's where, uh, you know, finding someone that's reputable, finding someone that you could trust, yeah. they're the ones that are going to be having the best like intentions for you for whatever's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like you, you might, you, you probably see like, Hey, I'm going to sell my house and make $300,000, but like, okay, cool. Where are you going to go next? Oh, I don't mm -hmm. know. And so, like, that's yeah. you got to be able to talk to somebody and talk it all out versus being like, hey, I don't really care at the end of the day. So, like, you really got to you got to be able to sit down and have a conversation like this is the long term that I'm trying to do versus whatever mm -hmm. short term thing that you think that you're going to make money out yeah. of. Right. Yep. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And, mm -hmm. you know, kind of same thing of what Christian was saying, you know, because people always. <laughs> kind of goes back to what one of the previous episodes was like stay off the Facebook groups but they get in the Facebook group and go oh I'm I'm looking to buy a house or I'm ready to buy something you know but I have no idea who to talk to where do I start mm -hmm. there are different answers for everyone you could reach out to a realtor first you could reach out to a lender first either way one of those two people is where you need to start and we're both going to look at each other and send you to the other one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? um, so it doesn't really matter. Just find the one that you, that you trust on either side of that and reach out to them. And we're going to get you connected with who you need to talk to. But um, you know, so if you show up and you talk to me and you're like, Hey, I really want to start this process of buying a house, but I don't really know anything about my credit score or I you know, have a lot of debt, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Cause a lot of people are very uneducated about how things money. impact their credit, uh, money in general, but oh, yeah. how, you know, how things impact their credit. And so like the yeah. example that Christian was giving of, well, maybe if you pay this half down, you know, and you get your utilization rate down, that's mm -hmm. going to huge that there are so many people have no idea what mm -hmm. I just spoke. I might as well have just spoken Chinese. Like they have no idea <laughs> what I'm talking about. So, you know, if I were to ask them, you know, well, range again i don't know one like what's range i don't know uh -huh. um, exactly it's it, it's almost not even worth that conversation like they so for me if somebody's like i'm not really sure about my credit or anything like that then i'm like you know what let's get you connected to the lender they're going to take Bingo. a look at everything mm -hmm. they're going to go through all the numbers with you and honestly they're going to be the people who are going to be able to tell you what our next step is so let's go do that first let's not immediately get our heart set on I want this house over here in this place because we we need to get you approved for a loan first and if that means that we need to identify some problems and create a plan and it might take six months it might take eight months mm -hmm. it might take a year it might take more but like have those conversations start the dialogue because the longer that you wait and you just live in like la 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 that, this isn't happening <laughs> space then exactly you're not getting any closer to buying a house mm -mm. okay so good transition right there so they've contacted Peyton to sell a house 
Okay, we're mm-hmm. going to go on the sell side now. Peyton's okay. put the whole nine yards out there. Everything is good to go. Now, what does it look like to work with Peyton on the sales side after all these first steps have been taken? Okay, so let's we've, we're assuming that the paperwork is all that's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're ready to put a sign in the yard, but there's a lot of things that have to happen before that. Um, so my first call, once somebody tells me that they're ready to sell their house is Tyler. <laughs> so yeah. I need to get a photographer in the house. Um, as soon as possible. There are a few exceptions to that. Sometimes if there needs to be any improvement projects or if we need to stage mm-hmm. the house or something like that, then I would take care of those things prior to, to talking to Tyler. But, um, but typically my first call is, is, is you. <laughs> so I need to get on your schedule as soon as possible. Um, okay. don't make me call somebody in the next 15 minutes, Tyler. Um, you know, Dang. I'm usually, I'm usually very upfront and clear with my clients and I'll say, you know, we, I have to contact our, our photographer, see his availability. And then that'll kind of let us know what, what our next steps are. Um, mm-hmm. and because a lot of times, especially if the clients are okay with spending some money, we may bring in the house to get deep cleaned or something like that prior to the photographer coming in. So that'll kind of help us lay out a plan um, of of getting on Tyler's calendar. But I usually tell my clients, like, let's give me one to two business days to get the logistics figured out. And then, um, you know, is there any time in the next one to two weeks that you absolutely cannot have anyone in your house? Mm -hmm. Um, That way when I'm talking to Tyler and he's like, oh, well, my only availability is Thursday at three. And they were like, absolutely (laughs) not. Nobody can be in my house Thursday at three. Then I already know. Um, and we're not wasting anybody's time. So I try to think ahead and be ahead of potential problems and have as much mm-hmm. information as we can in the beginning. But as soon as I get all of the photography and videography done, um, then I'm able to build the marketing materials on the back end, get the sign in the yard, start marketing the property, get it in MLS. Um, and then for us, we we treat all of the traditional aspects of what you think about when you list a house, like having an open house and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of agents are like, Meh, don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a time, there was a time that you didn't, but um, there was a time. time. <laughs> well, now we got to get back to open yeah. houses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, for me and just where I am in my life right now and the schedule I have with my kids and my husband's mm-hmm. schedule, um, I've made it a, a point to connect with, kind of like a circle of trust <laughs> of agents that um, we're all independent agents, but we all work for the same brokerage in the same office. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not able to personally hold the house open, I would have one of them do it for me. Um, and that happens more often than not. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, the goal is to have the house available for clients to come and see whether or not I'm there or not. So um, that's the, that's kind of like the short answer, but a lot of that too is I always want to reach out to the lender aspect of, of who I trust as well, because when I'm putting out marketing materials and when I'm, you know, putting up flyers and stuff at the mm-hmm. house, I want to make sure that I'm putting out the type of educational material that the lender might also want to be sharing with potential clients. Um and a lot of times we can co-market things and share the cost of things. So it's not so expensive, but, um, 
But then also, again, kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, sharing each other's databases. When we can partner together, then we can make a video together and then it's going out Mm -hmm. to all of our people or we can both be on the marketing staff or, you know, whatever. It's just, there's a lot of different ways for us to make that work together. And then it's when people do show up for showings or they do show up at an open house and they see our stuff together or they see our video together or our pictures together or whatever, they know, like, and trust us already as a team. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're more, more often than not willing to at least have a conversation with the lender that I'm suggesting versus just mm-hmm. being very intentional about, no, they have to use their bank. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I want to stop you right there for two seconds, because I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit in terms of your marketing material, because like it's mm-hmm. next freaking level of what Peyton will do for a house. Yeah, exactly. And so like, <laughs> uh, I, I especially want to highlight the fact that she's about to give a class about like social media presence to agents. So like, I yep. want to give her just a minute to talk about that, because it's like her marketing game is... <laughs> To me, like everybody needs to step up their game to where to where Peyton's at. Um, yeah, and like no, so I, wanna, I, I want I want you to kind of talk about like why you specifically went with your marketing style because it's very different in terms of like what most people are doing in our area. And so, mm-hmm. kind of just give a little bit of insight into what you offer in terms of like marketing for property and why why now your brokerage is like, hey, I want you to come and teach a class on it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so my brokerage is very supportive, which is awesome. Um, and I have multiple market centers of different different places that will have me coming and speaking on this this year. But um, I feel, and this is just you know, my personal opinion, but I feel like in order for people to know, like, and trust you who may not know you already, you have to go the extra mile. So mm-hmm. in real estate, the we will call it the old-fashioned way of finding clients was door knocking and constantly on the phone and you know, cold calling people you've never met. And mm-hmm. those tactics still work um, if that's what you want to do to earn people's business. I just made a conscious choice when I started this business Mm -hmm. that I wanted to be able to utilize the contacts that I had already made on social media and digitally um, because real estate isn't just local. Like I can build relationships with people in other states so that when and if they decide they want to buy or sell, I can connect them with an agent in that area. And that's still going to benefit them. It's going to benefit me. It helps everyone. So it's way more than just the local database of people that you can access here. So I um, spent a lot of time. I'm going to, I'm going to be very honest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, This is not a wake up and, you know, for two weeks, be really consistent about posting. And then all of a sudden you're just going to have people following you. This isn't how that works, but. Absolutely um, not. (laughs) It, yeah, it took a very long time to build a solid database of people and a, a, a solid following of people throughout multiple channels on Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram and whatever. But um, me being very open and honest and people get to know me um, rather than just what I do. 
Um, what's hilarious to me is with my husband working in healthcare, um, people, patients would come in and be in his, under his services and they would just look at him funny and people would be like, I feel like I know you. And he's, he finally got to the point where he was like, yeah, you're probably friends with my wife on Facebook. Like, and then they're like, yes, yes, I know that's exactly it. Like, and then they like start asking him about like, oh yeah, how's this and that? And how's your kids? And like, and he is always like, shoot me like he because that is not him he does not it's it's we're very opposite when it comes to that but um he is very supportive though so I'm very grateful for him but um that's awesome yeah but like it's people that you've never met and I may never come into contact with personally mm-hmm. um but they may crack up every morning at something that funny that I post on Facebook that this and is then, a meme account. Yeah, that's right. It really is a meme appreciation account. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, I'm just, I'm just not afraid to be like myself and mm-hmm. share the shitty parts of life and the great parts of life and what's happening Bingo. with my family and what's happening in my business is like sprinkled, not mm-hmm. constant flood of people feeling like they're being sold to. Um, they feel like, and in most cases that we're friends. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of where it started. But as mm-hmm. far as like the content is, is, I feel like that's an, like an ever evolving thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but I do go above and beyond what I think like the average agent would do. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, pretty consistently um in the digital marketing space for video and photography like that's typically not something that I'm going to skimp on um mm-hmm. I was able to acquire this opportunity with being the exclusive listing agent for a, a builder in a luxury new construction area because I filmed a home tour mm-hmm. and it went viral on TikTok like um and that put us in the same space and we were able to connect and you know it's just the amount of work that you have to put in in order for this to pay off in my opinion is worth it it's just that a lot of people don't want to do it yeah because you're going to have the unicorns that do like one or two and then they go viral like that right. that does happen but consistency over that is going to be where you get your social following. And especially like, I love how you said no, like, and trust, because that's mm-hmm. the number one thing I try to tell everybody I work with when it comes to trying to build their social presence. Like if nobody knows you, nobody's going to get to like you and nobody's ever going to trust you. So if right. you're only doing the just sold, I just sold a house for this much money. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, no one's going to care. They're gonna they're gonna fall in love with you as soon as you go start going. Hey, this is this is what's this is real life. This is what's happening. Right. Uh, I, my kids are over here doing this today. Like mm-hmm. this is a recipe I just tried. You gotta yep. sprinkle a little bit of everything in for people to get to know you to like you to eventually trust you. And right. so like that no like and trust is what you have to build with a social presence if you're gonna try to survive in this industry. Oh my gosh, yeah, you know, and there's always gonna be one-offs you know people who mm-hmm. that doesn't that doesn't apply to whatever but um mm-hmm. a lot of times my what 
catches the attention of a lot of people is I'm not, I just, I don't bat an eye at when things don't go the right way. Um, let's say, you know, kind of like what Christian was saying, like this deal just feels like it's never going to close and it keeps getting delayed and delayed, delayed, which just keeps Mm -hmm. pushing it further and further out of my calendar. And then all of a sudden we finally made it, we can close. And then I, you know, it's summer break and my kids are home and they're at home with me. Like, guess what? Everybody's going to closing. Like, (laughs) Bingo. Um, So, you know, because again, for us in our life, my husband has worked nights for the last 15 years. So, um, you know, it wasn't ever an option for me, especially when my kids were little, that Mm -hmm. I could just leave during the day and go do what I needed to do because daddy was asleep. (laughs) So So I was the primary caregiver. Now my kids are a little older. So, you know, they're legally able to stay home alone. Um, but always shut up with your local (laughs) law authorities about all this before just taking our advice that's right that's right that's right um you know but a lot of times my daughter will be like oh no i want to come like Mm -hmm. and she is always super well behaved of course i'm panicking constantly like oh my god please don't embarrass me but you know every time she's come she's been so well behaved and you know she asks questions or she's like mentally paying attention Mm -hmm. and so then afterwards she wants to ask me like, well, what did this mean when they did that? And it's just, it, it provides an opportunity for your kids. Um, you know, and I also want my kids to see what I'm doing and yeah. to be involved in that and understand why some days I am working 12, 14, 16 hour days. Bingo. Um, but that, that they can then begin to connect those dots themselves and it not be a trauma response for them. And they can understand that there was a healthy connection that was being made. Um, but I share all of those things on social media and I don't think twice about it. So like if, mm. if that was the situation, healthy, me and mm-hmm. my, me and my daughter at the closing table, you know, not the yeah. ideal situation. This got pushed five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times, but here yep. we are. We are so excited and Brinley is so excited to to hang out with mom today. Like I love it. Post. That's like those are the days where I have the most fun is when Addie can come to me with on a shoot. Mm-hmm. And she'll be I'll be panicked, especially if it's not a vacant listing. I don't I'll I'll try to take her yeah. on almost every vacant listing. But if it's a house that I know it's got stuff in it, I panic. Cause I'm like, if she breaks one thing, like there goes dad's whole paycheck to fix mm-hmm. whatever she breaks. But mm-hmm. she's been going with me since she was like probably three and a half, four. She's going on turning eight this year. And so like, she's seeing wow. like dad has to work hard. Dad's mm-hmm. doing this. These are the rewards later on that we can go on vacations. Right. Yeah, anything. <laughs> yeah. So it's like just those little things where, you know, growing up, my dad was also self-employed. He was a chiropractor, small town. And so I would always be at the office. And so like mm-hmm. I got to I got to experience that firsthand growing up of a small family business. And so like it'd be fun whenever I'd walk out and I'd see dad interacting with patients and he'd be like, oh, that's my that's my son. Da, 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 da. And so like just seeing that as like an early age. And now I get to pass that on to my daughter at different field. I, I try to go into what my dad did. I just did not understand anatomy at all. <laughs> and so like. <laughs> I bombed that first <laughs> test and I called my dad. I was like, dad, I'm not a science person. I'm done. And not so, for me. Like, not for me. And so moved on. But anyway, uh, but just that, like also just showing them like 
when we work hard, this is what it looks like. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to achieve something if you don't put the work in. Yeah. So I think, I think yeah. you know, we get labeled the millennial generation all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's a, nine times out of 10, it's in a negative. The millennials are lazy. The millennials are doing this. The millennials don't do blah, 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 blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That might be what you see, but you don't see the others of us that are out there hustling. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, true. There's, Bust, there's some days I put in 22, asses, yeah. 23 hours of yeah. work yep. <laughs> a single day yep. sometimes. And so it's yep. like, you know, uh, Peyton, you you made a joke the other day on social while I was already working and you were like, yeah, he's been up since five doing this. Like, that's the yeah. damn truth. Like, <laughs> like some days it's yeah. like that. And so like, yep. it's just like people forget that behind the successful people. And I'm not saying that about me. I'm not successful yet. I'm I'm still striving to get there. But You're like successful, bro. Successful crap. <laughs> so yeah. You have to put in the work. You have yeah. to put in the work. And yeah. so I'm constantly looking at stuff and constantly calling my mentor. And I'm like, hey man, I shot this house and like I don't, I'm not feeling confident about it. And he's like, Well, let me look at the images before you send them off, and he'll give me some suggestions. And so, like, mm-hmm. it's a constant evolving process. Like, you're never done. Like, if you think you're no. done, you need to get out. Yeah, so, that's correct. Like, yeah. And so it's just, I, I think I might have gave you your your quote for the episode on that one. <laughs> and yeah. so, like, um, but it's just if you if you think you're at that point where like you don't have to grow anymore, you need to check yourself quick. Mm-hmm. So, but kind of getting back to like marketing materials, I, I kind of went off on a tangent. So, no, um, uh, looking at it in terms of like, do you ever sit down and go, "This property is only this much value. I don't need to do X, Y, Z." Like, do you try to like? Do you think in that terms or you're like, hey, I'm going to do whatever I can for every single property? Like, what does that part look like for you? I am pretty consistent across the board um, in pretty much every price point. So if I have $150,000 investment property, it's probably going to get the same marketing treatment as my million dollar listings. Um the only exception being that when I'm talking about like what I consider to be like uber luxury, <laughs> like mm-hmm. over a million, over 800,000. Um, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, I think. yeah, that's, that's going to take a lot more work. Um, but a lot of times those houses are three to five times the size of mm-hmm. other homes too. So, um, that's just more photos, more video, more material, mm. more all of it. More time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Um, what about like your um, like time on property? Does it ever look different per transaction? Or is it like when, when you're at a house, you give everyone the same amount of look? So regardless of it being the, like not in terms of a time frame, but if you go into your investment property, are you spending mm-hmm. an equal amount of time like going with the seller, talking with them? Like this is the steps mm-hmm. that we should take. Like what does that process look outside of the marketing material with every client? Yeah, it's for me, it's it's the same. You're going to get the same process and the same person is going to show up. Um if we're selling a $50,000 plot of land or if we're selling a $2 million house, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be the same. And 
there's some people that that's they're like absolutely not I would never use her because if she's not going to treat me different than somebody else like you know I I deserve to be treated differently I thank you for your opinion sir or ma'am but um I am <laughs> not if that's the way you feel then that's not the kind of person that I want to work with anyway I want to mm-hmm. attract and work with people who would appreciate the fact that it doesn't matter where you are on the scale or how much your property costs. Um, I'm going to treat you the exact same. You're going to get the same folder, the same listing presentation, the same conversation. Love it. I may or may not show up in jeans. You never know. (laughs) Or our very first shoot. I'll never forget. We were in there cleaning together. Andrew's over there cleaning. The kids yeah. were cleaning, and you're like, look, this is where we're at four today. I was like, ooh, and, ah, and here we go. Like, yeah, like sometimes you just gotta sweat. do what you gotta do. Yeah. So, yeah. And honestly, the, that's the kind of people that I wanna work with. Like, not necessarily, please clean your house. Please don't make me clean your house. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. but you leave my house every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but Tyler and I are not gonna talk about how many times that we have had to personally clean things prior to him being able to take his photos so Uh, it's we won't go there you know we i want people in my corner and people that i'm working with that i know that i can depend on when i need things done um Mm -hmm. and that's i have a very high expectation of the the partnerships that i trust um and that's why it's so important to me that when i hand off my recommendation list of contractors or lenders or whoever to to clients or just anyone in the community who's interested in that information that I want them to know that like, that's an important, that's an important list because those, I don't just throw people on that list. I'm not just like on Google, like who's a plumber. Exactly. (laughs) These are people that I, I, right. God, please. Um, (laughs) Go back and listen to episode three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But these are the people that I, I, no like and trust. So bingo. Um in my head, that's a wrap on this one because I think we covered a, a ton of great content for people today. Um, you know, just to wrap up, like my biggest takeaway from this conversation is if you can't have a conversation with an agent, then you need to find another agent to have a conversation with that's going to sit down to have a conversation with you. So like mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to you've got to have somebody in your corner, not just just a random person that you find, you know, like that's what the first thing I tell people whenever it's a a new person, a new agent that's contacted me to work like, hey, I want to have a conversation with you first before I just put you on my schedule. I want to make sure that our personalities vibe together because it's not going to be a a one and done. I'm going to constantly be texting you, Mm -hmm. you know, checking in like. How are your goals looking for the year? Just stuff like that. That's kind of what I do. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not in this to make a quick buck and leave. I'm I'm here. I've established roots in the community, so it's just like, yeah. how can I help you further your business while still you know providing value? Yep. And so, but uh, I think that's it for episode four. I don't have a title yet for this because it was a whole bunch of goodness, but um, that's what it's called. Episode a whole, bunch, a whole of goodness. bunch of goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Approved. it. Approved. Approved. A whole bunch of goodness. I put that down as a potential title. Here we go. Very, but, uh, just, you know, that's very clear. 
they're going to be very yeah. clear as to what yeah, they're getting. Yeah, true. <laughs> there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good things that you know they come. That, that's an outcome of bad things happening first. Mm. Like we all live those bad parts. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the reason why we are the way we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we don't want that to happen again. Bingo. Right. Uh, they're going to happen, and then because we keep learning, you know. Bingo. So please expect good things from us. Yeah. Even though bad things will happen, expect good things. Exactly. From us. <laughs> Just, we'll, we'll keep trying till we get it right. I promise. That's yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. My cool. son will be proud of me one day. One day. I, one day. I, oh I took him to. I took him to work one day. <laughs> He's like, "Daddy, I want to see how you work." I was like, "I don't think that's a good idea." Well, let's You're go. Like, uh, he was like five hours in the office, and he was gonna kill me. He's like, mm-hmm. "You just talk on the phone all day." He's like, "Jeez, yeah, I see mommy." <laughs> no. I'm like, "Oh yeah." So he went to my uh, my wife's job like five times, and he loves it. And I'm like, yeah. you're not going to be a loan officer. I can right. <laughs> if you don't like talking on the phone, don't become a loan officer. Mm-mm. Yeah. Or a travel agent. Or- oh, my gosh. I was talking with some people in Jamaica earlier and like <laughs> trying to understand accents and my accent together. I started having to spell words. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, it's challenging, man. Even like when I talk to somebody that already speaks Spanish and I'm like native. Like sometimes it's challenging. I'm like, mm-hmm. what did you say? You did not say that. <laughs> that is not what you like, said. Oh, thank God you did not Sorry. say it. But it did sound like that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, oh. thanks for sticking around to the end of the episode. Uh, we'll be back next <laughs> next time with a whole bunch more goodness. So mm-hmm. stay yeah. tuned for more of the Home Tour podcast with no contingencies. Bye. Bye. Bye.